We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is October 3rd, it's 2019, and we're here to talk NFL Week 5. I cannot believe... It's week five already. Season is flying by, and um, I have a. It's been a long time since we've worked together on the podcast. We've done some grinders live shows. Um, we've done XM. Well, I've done XM with you from various locations. But uh, Eric Crane, Crane, how are you doing, my friend? What's up, buddy? It's good to see. It's good to see that beautiful dad life face. Like, how are how are you surviving? Like, it's because I. You know, my kid's, uh, what, almost 16 months now. So the whole first few weeks seems like a distant memory. I don't have a lot of memory of it, but I know it's rough. So how are you surviving? So <laughs> I thought the second one was going to be so much easier than the first one. And the second one has been so much harder than the first one. Is it because um, is it because you're older or is it because, like, the kid just is it's a tougher baby? It's because my wife wanted to breastfeed instead of formula feed where my ex did not. So... I, I'm fully supportive of my wife's decision, but uh, it's just hard because she has to wake up every every three hours and feed mm-hmm. for the first two weeks. And 
it's been one of those like you said it the first two weeks man it's it's rough we're on the we're on that second week getting through it um I had a lot of videos to shoot today, so I use those little like eye bag things, so you can't see the bags under my eyes right now. Wait, what are eye bag things? I don't know what those the, are. Man, my wife gets these like um, I forget what it's called. It's like a Fit Fab Fun or something, and they like send stuff and like they're these little like gold things that go into your eyes and help with the bags under your eyes. So I I, I did those earlier today. So you have eye bling? No, like it. <laughs> well, gold things. Like, 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 they're not like actual gold. It's just to help like, with the bags under your eyes. Okay, this is, it sounds like it's like the next level of golden teeth or something. Like I can get. No, 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 no. It's just a. It's to help not show how tired I really am um, when I'm shooting videos for work. So <laughs> that's that's so if you guys that's the easier part. You know, that's why I prefer doing XM because nobody has to see me at that point. Oh, we all love seeing that beautiful face. Um, <laughs> if you guys haven't already. Head on over to the Rake Free DFS site. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto Grinders links. So that way you get three months of Roto Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft. Um, once you make your first deposit and start playing over there, you'll get access to all kinds of cool stuff um, here with Premium for Fantasy Draft. They have a $500,000 Hooters main event, $28 buy in, Rake Free tournament this weekend. Again, I say it every day. When we're talking about fantasy draft, take advantage of this. You can save a ton of money compared to other sites. Uh, if you're trying to build a bankroll, there's plenty of ways to do it over on fantasy draft. They have tournaments for everybody. They have cash games for everybody. Anything that you're trying to play, make sure you're checking out fantasy draft. Um, I, I said it the other day. I've saved over a thousand dollars this week, this month alone, this month, over a thousand dollars in rake. So um, take advantage of it. $50 membership. Get you $10,000 in play. I'm barely going to get to that $10,000 mark uh, on my $50 return, and I've I well made that $50 back. So check out Fantasy Draft. They're awesome sponsors of the podcast. Appreciate them uh, being aboard the podcast sponsorship for such a long time now. So really love what they're doing over there with Rake Free DFS. And if you're trying to build a bankroll, it's not even – what else is crazy about them is their tournaments are overlaying. So on top of being raked free, you're getting actual real overlay as well. So check them out. Let's get started here with the showdown game. And um, it's actually one of those Thursday night football games you're, like, you're excited about a little bit going into. Finally have one. But it's like, is it, gonna be that, is it going to be like super disappointing because we're excited for it? So we got the Rams and the Seahawks. It's a 49 and a half total. Seattle's favored by one and a half here. We're talking DraftKings showdown, one game slates. Start with the Rams. Um, who do you like here when it comes to LA? You know, I think you have to like Cooper Cup, and it's weird because I feel like I was just wrong on Cooper Cup all offseason. I have almost no shares in best ball, but very clearly the guy is healthy, and very clearly Jared Goff trusts him. And, you know, however you feel about Jared Goff is another thing, but <sighs> Cooper Cup's got to be the guy here. You know, Robert Woods looked good last week, but that was really the first week that he's done anything. Brandon Cooks, of course he's hit or miss every week, and of course you can play him on any slate, but I mean, Cooper Cup's the guy I feel the best about. Gurley, though, you know, he's starting to voice some frustration with his role, only five carries last week. I don't know what to do with Gurley at this point. And on main slates, when Rams are on a main slate, I've just been fading him and I've been happy about it. Showdowns, obviously, you can't just, you know, cut him out of the picture. What do you think about Gurley? Um, I think this is a week where he's interesting on DraftKings. If I was playing on Fandle, not as much. Um, because they showed last week, like, they're going to get him involved in the passing games on 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 times that they're down. Like, 11 targets last week. Like, 
I don't care about his running role. If he's going to get seven catches a game, like that instantly like bumps him way up. And when we're looking at the pricing on this slate, like we're getting a nice discount from some of these top end options to Gurley. So I like Gurley. I don't love him. I love Robert Woods. I love Cooper Cup. Um, You talked about, you know, both of those guys. Brandon Cooks would be a guy that I mix in, but I love the other two. Um, when we're looking at this team, they're throwing the fourth most in the NFL to start the season. Um, you know, Goff is averaging 43 attempts a game. Again, a lot of that was last week throwing the ball 68 times. But, uh, but like, this is Seattle team that can put up points. The defenses aren't great. Like, LA's defense is good. It's a short week. The Seattle defense, not great. Um, so, I, I like – it's a showdown slate. I always like the quarterbacks, but Cup, yeah. I really like Robert Woods' price. Um, he's a guy that I'll be way overweight on just because of his price. And then going over to the Seattle side of things, like I played Disley last week. I was overweight on him. This seems like the perfect fade spot. He crushed it for everybody. He scored three of the first four weeks. He's going up against a defense that is very good against tight ends. This seems like the fade Disley spot, not Arizona last week. Yeah, and how is – I mean, look, I know Will Disley's been good. How is he only 300 bucks less than Brandon Cooks? That should not be a real thing. Like, if you're paying 11 4 for Disley and not playing Cooks in this spot, you're just nuts. I would much rather play a guy like DK Metcalf. You know, Tyler Locke, of course, is fine. I'm going to be playing – got to have play Metcalf. He's one of those guys that you just have to have exposure to. A lot of big play upside. He's only running seam routes, which is a little bit weird in the NFL. But that's just what he's doing. That's what he succeeded at in college. That's what he's succeeding at in the NFL. I like Metcalf, and of course, I like Chris Carson. You know, I know that Rashard Penny's likely going to be back, but Carson, look, squeaky. You know, he did fine last week holding on to the ball. I don't think this is a real issue. I think this is his fumbling issues have been more variance than anything else. So I'm going to stick with Chris Carson here. I think his issue is the media. Like I, I don't think there's really an issue with Chris Carson. Um, Russ Wilson loves this guy. Pete loves this guy. Um, like, Carson's fine, but I love DK. He's one of my favorite plays. Like, if I'm not thinking Disley is going to score here and continue his 75% scoring rate, I'm, I'm thinking DK with his size is going to be the guy that gets the touchdowns and DK Metcalf being cheaper. I love DK Metcalf here. Um, the the prize fix video will come out, you know, today if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday and like I'm very very high on DK Metcalf on there as well so um Wilson's fine you know the captain spot's really interesting I think there's a bunch of different ways you can go captain spot um you can go Carson you can go cup I think cup is really interesting in the captain spot um or you can go and you're thinking a two touchdown game for DK Metcalf and play him in the captain and fit everything everybody yeah I think it's I think that's a really interesting way to go is to throw Metcalf in the cap and then you just get to play everybody. Are we playing the defenses here? Because it feels like – I don't think Jared Goff's good. I just want to point that out. Like, I know that he was Super Bowl quarterback last year. I knew he threw for 500 yards last week. If you watch him, just, just sit back and watch Jared Goff for a game. The dude's not good. The dude is inaccurate. The dude has an imagination of a lamp. Like, he just is what he is. and. That's not a very good quarterback. He's not all that accurate. He's just not somebody I want to play. So I'm actually interested in the Seattle defense here. I don't think I'll play defenses in this one. Or I'll play – like, it depends on how many teams I make. Like, if I end up making more than, like, five teams, I'll get exposure to defenses at, like, a, a 15 to 25% clip. But 
like it, on a three entry max build, I probably don't play defense this year, but I understand what you're saying. Jared Goff a lot better at home than on the road. It's very proven now. Uh, we have plenty of data, so I don't hate that. Um, let's move on to the main slate here. We get started with the game that has the highest total. And for as long as I can remember, and I know you do a lot with uh, sports betting talk and stuff like that, but as long as I can remember, like a game that has the highest total doesn't seem to be a game that a lot of people are talking about DFS wise. And it, I think it's kind of interesting. So Atlanta at Houston, 49 total Houston favored by five. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, very disappointing start to the season. I think is the easiest way to put it. Um, what do you like here for the Falcons? I like this whole game. This is, and I know it's the highest total. It's almost the highest total by default. We don't have any totals over 50 this week on the main slate. Obviously, except for on fantasy draft where we're going to have the Colts and the Chiefs, which we'll get to later. But to me, this game just screams pass, pass, pass. We know the Houston Texans aren't going to be able to run the ball. That is for damn sure. We know Devontae Freeman is straight up washed at this point. And Houston Texans, Texans are a pass funnel. You have two teams that do like to pass the ball. Matt Ryan, he's going to have Julio Jones. I feel like this could be a huge Calvin Ridley spot. If you want to play Austin Hooper, I get it. He's cheap. I'm still going to, you know, like we talked about with Will Disley. I don't. I believe the touchdown regression is coming. And then on the other side, you've got DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Kiki Cutie is likely to see a big role, and he's only 3.4K. Fuller, 4.5K. Like, all these guys are phenomenal plays to me. And honestly, at first glance, you know, again, we're recording this on Wednesday. Things can always change. But at first glance, this is by a mile my favorite game stack. I love it. Like, you look at projected ownerships, it's early in the week. But a lot of the projected ownerships, it's like, why isn't this game getting more love? Um, like, I'm seriously considering playing Matt Ryan in cash games over on Fantasy Draft 11K. Like, I think that who's going to stop Julio in the secondary? And, like, Ridley as well. Like, there's just nobody that matches up well here. They're allowing a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. This is a spot that – it's a get-right Matt Ryan spot, in my opinion, hopefully. Yeah. I think he might be I think he might be washed, too, for what it's worth, but I'm still going to play him in fantasy. <laughs> we have to. You have to take advantage yeah. of the matchup. Um, and the price. The Houston side, you talked about Hopkins. Love Will Fuller. Love uh, Kiki Cote here if Stills doesn't play. Um, waiting on that news, but um, it seems like a week that I'm not playing the running backs in this game. Um, I feel very confident not playing the running backs here, but um, loading up on the passing game on both sides, like no reason not to continue to play DeAndre Hopkins, who has almost a 30% target share. This is a game, if I'm expecting scoring, almost four touchdown total for Houston. You have to have the best pieces in Hopkins and Watson are the guys you have to look at. Yeah, I think if you're able to spend up, if we find value later on in the week, Watson to Hopkins is my favorite quarterback to wide receiver stack. And you look at DeAndre Hopkins' last three weeks, eight points, 12 points, nine points. That is not who he is. He has some big-time, big-time positive regression coming. And, look, if you can make Watson, Hopkins, and Julio on the other side work, well done. It's tough to do. I'm hoping we get a little bit of running back news later in the week that can help us do that. But yeah, I like, I like all these pieces. I, I genuinely feel that if I multi-enter this week and I never know what I'm going to do till Sunday morning, it's just kind of, I wake up and see how I feel. But if I multi-enter this week, I am very likely to have one to two of these receivers from each team on every team I build. Yeah. And you'd love taking stands like that. So, you know, that, that's something that you talk about a lot. You've talked about a lot in the past. Uh, moving on, Minnesota at New York. Got the Giants and the Vikings here. 
45 total Minnesota favored by five and a half. Probably the most talked about team in the media this week is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and then Diggs missed practice for undisclosed reasons um, on Wednesday. Pissed? Is he just like one out? Is that what's going on with him? That's what I've heard. I, you, you would think so. Like I would be pissed. Like the, the, it's not even the talent of this offense. It's the coaching. It's just so bad. Like that's how they want to run. I mean, and look, if they, (laughs) that's how this, you know, they brought in Gary Kubiak in the off season, their entire coach. And that's one of the reasons those of us who were doing a lot of best ball in the off season, we kept saying we're very high on Dalvin cook, very high on him. I didn't think he was going to be a top three running back, but it's not necessarily surprising when you consider that all this team wants to do is run. And Dalvin Cook's the guy. And we saw last week, and I, and I know that we're kind of, you know, you were talking about the passing game, but we saw last week with Dalvin Cook, even in a game where he was bottled up a lot of the time against Chicago, that he can still get there. He's going to be involved in the passing game. He's 8.4K, and I think he's probably, I mean, he, not probably, he is one of the top two or three options on the slate, and you can easily make a case for him to be the top overall option at the running back position. But I'm off the passing game. I want to say that because I know that Diggs missed practice and look, I expect Diggs to play like don't be that guy, Stefan Diggs, but I have not played the passing game at all. I haven't rostered Stefan Diggs or Adam Thielen or Kirk Cousins on a single team this year. I am going to continue to do that because I look at the situation and I just say, they're not going to air the ball out. And you know what? If it happens, it's going to be out of necessity and that ain't going to be against the Giants. So to me, it's Dalvin and move on. Love Dalvin Cook this week. I'm right there with you. I probably will have exposure to the passing game here because I'm dumb. Um, but you look at the Giants. They're they're just a terrible pass defense. And, like, if there was ever a week to just be like, all right, we're going to show that we can do it. This yes. Is the week, but, I will um, say that's, that is absolutely true. So, like, if you're playing that, but, like, Dalvin Cook's the play. Like, don't don't overlook that just because you're thinking, like, they might do something. The facts are the facts. Dalvin Cook is going to get 20-plus touches in this game against a terrible Giants defense. Don't don't be that guy not to play Dalvin Cook here. Don't get cute. Yeah. Play Dalvin Cook. Um, money. And as far as the Giants side of things, Daniel Jones has looked really good. Um, and by look really good, he's, he's definitely looked way better than Eli. We, we don't know what's going to happen with Barkley. Like, we thought he was going to be out for a long time, and then all of a sudden, like, he potentially could play this weekend. So. Yeah, I, I would be stunned if they brought him back, but Pat Shermer refused to rule him, rule him out, which I, I saw that this morning, and I go, like, first off, Saquon Barkley's an alien. Like, this is not a human being. And second of all, holy shit, because can we say holy shit on the show? Sure. Wait, okay. Just make we're, sure. we're, we're a little family friendly here, but. You know. Oh, well, holy poo. Then I'm just going to say that Saquon like becomes available this week or next when they were talking about him potentially not coming back till after the bye week, which I think is week 11 or 12. Like, bravo, Saquon. You are a absolute stud. Um, but yeah, that said, this week, I don't think he's going to play. And I honestly, I don't think I'll have a single giant on a team other than on FanDuel with Golden Tate, where he's minimum price because FanDuel hates, you know, updating pricing. Yeah, I'll play Tate multiple sites, I think. But, yeah, FanDuel, I think he is very much in play. But, like, I, I think he's a guy that's in line to see pretty good amount of targets. And where you want to attack Minnesota is in the slot. We think that Golden Tate's going to play the slot. We, we kind of hope that. So, Alexander is not very good slot corner. He's a guy that we pick on a lot. So, I, I like Golden Tate just in general here. I faded – I didn't fade him. I played very little Wayne Gallman last week. I'll probably do the same here this week. Um, I want none, nothing. Yeah, it's just 
I got to make back my money from last week, and I feel like this is a great spot to do it. But I always think Evan Ingram is in play, too. We don't have Travis Kelsey on the main slate on most sites this week. Um, Fantasy draft different. You can play him on the main slate. So I I think that you're always looking for high-end tight ends, and, like, he's the guy that you can play. He's pretty matchup-proof, in my opinion. And You know, the weird thing about the Giants, they went from two weeks ago being a team where we said – well, of course, Evan Ingram's going to get 20 targets a game. They have nobody else. And now all of a sudden, Sterling Shepard's back. Golden Tate is back. Wayne Gallman is seeing work in the passing game. And Evan Ingram, of course, is there. All of a sudden, there are a lot of mouths to feed in this crap offense. And I fully understand wanting to play a guy like Tate or Shepard or Ingram. You know, you talked about Minnesota struggling in the slot. That's where Shepard, Tate, and Ingram all succeed. So I'm going to be curious to see what they do here. You know, does Golden Tate being back, does that take away from Evan Ingram's slot usage? Maybe. We hope so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you're playing Tate, you sure do. If you're playing Ingram, you sure as hell hope it doesn't. But this, to me, just feels like one of those games where, look, the Giants looked good last week against Washington. Everybody's, you know, singing the praises of Daniel Jones. This feels one of – like one of these kind of correction weeks where the Giants just get the crap beat out of them. Um, maybe I'm wrong here, but I like Minnesota. I like, I mean, I like Minnesota minus five and a half a lot. I think this is one of those like 24 to three games where Minnesota just kicks the crap out of them. Dalvin Cook, Minnesota defense, very much in play combo this week. Um, I was going to say when we were talking about them a minute ago, but uh, Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, 44 total. Baltimore favored by three and a half in this game. Lamar Jackson's been awesome. He's been a great fantasy quarterback all all year. And um, I really don't expect it to stop. Um, I think he's always a guy that you're looking at paying up for. I think on fantasy draft, it's a little different because you can play Patrick Mahomes compared to draft games yeah. and Fandle. Um, I like Lamar Jackson. I really like Mark Ingram. I think Hollywood Brown – Bounce back is very much in play. And then even though the numbers say that Pittsburgh's been good against tight ends this year, they're really not. They're a team that's struggled against tight ends for a long time. Yeah, so yeah. I, I want to say, what, like kind of echoing what you just said too, we're four weeks into the season. Right. I, w- I want to make sure we caution everybody against saying, well, this team is good or bad against tight ends. This shit isn't going to normalize for a few weeks. Like, so – do not fall into that trap. You know, there was a lot of stats that midseason I start looking at, you know, how a team does against the deep ball, how they do that right now. I swear to you, I don't even open the page because, you know, you open one of those pages and then suddenly you get, get swayed a little bit. And next thing you know, you're doing something stupid. So I don't even look at these pages right now. No, Mark Andrews, of course, he's a fine play. I'm with you, by the way. I know you mentioned Marquise Brown. Last week, he was, what, like 20% owned? On FanDuel, he was cheap, and he was something like 28% owned. I'm seeing projected ownership, even though his price came down at 3% right now. Are he people... burned everybody. Recency oh, bias, Joe great. Hayden, Steven great. Nelson. Let all these people get bias on him. That's fine with me. Great. I, I love it because, in, you know, comparing him with Lamar Jackson, of course, is a great play. Lamar Jackson, two games over 30 on DK. His worst game is 21. The floor is high. The ceiling is obviously high. And <sighs> Pittsburgh sucks. Like, that team's just not good. You know, I know, you know, they just grabbed Minka Fitzpatrick, which I'm, I'm sure, as a Dolphins fan, is breaking your heart. But I'm not mean, mad what the Dolphins are doing. I like what they're doing. Really? I do. I like All what right. they're doing. All right. If they, if done the right way, I like what they're doing. Because Josh Rosen sucks too. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, Josh Rosen is 
Boy, I, I thought he was going to be so good coming out of college. I just – I honestly, I just need Minshew to keep playing well and the Dolphins to get Foles in the offseason. That's all I need. How, how brutal is it for Nick Foles? Like, the dude just can't hold on to a job. He wins a Super Bowl, gets traded away, and now – then he gets hurt and he's going to get, you know, his job overtaken by a dude with a mustache. Like, Minshew <laughs> goat, man. I love I, no, no, I love Minshew. Like, I, keep I, playing well. Send Foles to Miami. I'll gladly – open arms. I'll buy a Foles jersey. If tomorrow. you're Nick Foles, do you want to go to Miami? Depending on what they do in the draft, sure. They're like – Miami's like three years away from being three years away. I'm not sure if Nick Foles wants to deal Miami's with Miami's been three years away for three years, so who knows. But, um, <laughs> all right, we got sidetracked a little bit. Pittsburgh Steelers side of things. Um, one thing the that they're, – they're not, they're not good. Like they, the offensive line looks they're they're struggling. Juju has been. I, I don't care what his target share is. He's just not a part of this offense right now. Like I feel like if you're playing the Steelers, you're probably looking at the running backs in PPR formats, just because like easy. If they keep running this little wildcat every time they do that little shovel pass forward, that's that's a point. I'm going to say, you know, I mentioned earlier that I'm going to be watching news closely. And James Conner, we're recording this on Wednesday. He did not practice today. And if he were to miss this game, (laughs) I literally might click the lock button on Jalen Samuels. I mean, he's 4.1K over on DK. He's min-price. I mean, he's just he's cheap everywhere, of course. Obviously, coming off the big game on Monday Night Football. I don't see a way, if Conner misses here, that you can – reasonably fade Jalen Samuels Baltimore look there you know I know I just you know talked about being careful with sample sizes but here just take a listen and I took Reeves pointed this out to me on the pick six when we recorded earlier this is who Baltimore is facing the running game okay Miami that's a free square Arizona they don't run the ball Kansas City their running backs ran wild and then Cleveland last week Nick Chubb broke the slate at about one you know half a percent ownership this Baltimore Ravens defense, maybe they're good against the run, but they haven't shown it yet. And if you give me a guy like Samuels who should touch the ball 20 times if Connor is out and at 4.1K, like I, I don't know how to fade that, Stevie. I wouldn't. This is not a Wayne Gallman situation, in my opinion. This is different to me. Like, I think Samuels is a really good running back. Samuels in is good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like – so, like, I, I would be – I'm right there with you. I'm not as crazy as lock button, but there's a good chance I'd play, like, 75% Jalen Samuels yeah. here. So, And I, I want to say, too, I know you're kind of dogging on Juju. I have – I think you can go back to Juju here. Like, this is – Sure. This, it's another positive regression candidate. The target shares there, Baltimore, without Jimmy Smith historically, have been really bad against the pass on the outside. I think Deontay Johnson is a fine tournament punt, too, at 4.4K. Um Deontay Johnson has looked good since moving into the starting lineup. And, look, they very clearly hate James Washington because everybody thought that it was going to be the James Washington show. He's barely doing anything. Meanwhile, Deontay Johnson, he's started in two games, and he's averaged 14 DK points in those two games, and he's 4.4K. I mean, that's I'm fine with that at that price tag. And, again, I'm not sure why people don't want to play uh, Deontay Johnson. I don't get it. Yeah, six targets in each of the first two games of him starting. Um, listen, I'm dogging Juju. Juju's one of my favorite players in the NFL, just in general. Like, I love Juju. 
if there's a spot to play Juju, it's against Baltimore. Like, if they win this game, they're right back in the division. Like, it's crazy. But this game's in Pittsburgh. I don't hate Juju here. I love Samuels if Connor's out. I love the Deontay Johnson call. Um, really high on him um, on the showdown slate the other night. So, um, moving on here, we got the Jacksonville Jags and the Carolina Panthers. It's a 41 total. Carolina's favored by three and a half in this game. And um, this one's kind of interesting. I think this really? is a game that if sports betting was legal in Florida, I would be betting the over in. Um, I like Jacksonville here. I, I don't. I don't – I like the fact that they're dogs and they're not going to get a tone in ownership. Like, we're see, we're seeing Fournette get targets. We're seeing Minshew play well. Like, the, <laughs> Leonard Fournette, knock on wood, has played 95% of the snaps to start the season. Like Over under week seven and a half before he gets injured. Under. I always think he's always a, a candidate. I do, hurt. too. Like, I do, too. Like, but – you have to play the volume right now until he gets hurt. Like you don't have to do anything, but like you have to respect what he's doing right now. Yeah. And you know, he's coming off a 200 yard performance at Denver, which is obviously a big time accomplishment. Um, I don't think I'm going to play anybody in this game other than McCaffrey. Like the Jacks, the Jacksonville side, like Fournette, yeah, 6.4 is, that's a reasonable price tag, but I can pay a thousand more and get David Johnson. I'm fine with that. DD Westbrook, DJ Shark's going to see a lot of James Bradbury. I have no one. DJ Shark's been a nice story. He cannot. He's not going to be scoring on James Bradbury. I don't. I kind of think this is just. You know, this is kind of like that other game, that Minnesota Giants game I was talking about, where I just don't have a lot of interest. I'm, other than McCaffrey, I don't think. I don't really like the Carolina side either. This is I, I really like this week, I, and I just want to say this because there are a number of games I think we can cross off or just play one guy from and be done with it. And I love weeks like that because the more people I can cross off, the better I'm going to feel about my teams because I'm not going to have feel like I have to play 50 guys. That's why I hated last week's slate. I thought I, I had 50 guys in my player pool. So what do I do? I built one lineup because I don't want to deal with that because I know I'm not going to win 50 guys. This week, it's the exact opposite, and I like weeks like this. And this is just one of those games, other than McCaffrey, I think we're going to cross off. Yeah, um, love the takes. That's why we get two different opinions. I love D.D. Westbrook this week. I like Fournette. You mentioned D.J. Chark. Um, I've been very high on him. I think he's very talented, um, but this is a veteran corner that's going to yeah. eat him alive. So I think D.D. in the slot here really going to open things up and Fournette it's just a volume play and then you talked about Christian McCaffrey on the other side like there's nobody at running back that's safer than Christian McCaffrey right now outside of just, every week every you know, week you got a plan outside of him just getting hurt like the dude had 27 carries last week and he had 24 the first week Allen started so it's just a different offense without Cam back there this offense looks way better without Cam Newton back there I don't know if Cam's hurt I'm not a huge Cam Newton guy. Um, it's hurt and not very good. That's not a good combination. So I like Christian McCaffrey every week. I don't know about the passing game. Like, obviously, if you want to take some shots, like I'm betting the over in this game. So, like, I like this game more than most people. Yeah. I think I would take the shot here with, like, a DJ Moore if we get news that Ramsey's not going to play. Bouye does not shadow and Hayden is good in the slot. So, like, DJ Moore would have the matchup advantage on paper. So I will say – I forgot to mention one other guy that I, that I will play. Uh, Greg Olson's 4K. And, yeah, he's really, really cheap. Yeah, you can say what you want about 
how old he is or how injured he always is or whatever, Greg Olson at 4K when he has 25-point upside is somebody you have to consider in tournaments. Yeah, and he, like Allen, Allen's been targeting him. Like there's no reason not to look at him here. You know, he only had four targets last week, but he had seven the first week with Allen. So um, I like that call. He was a guy that I had written down. Uh, speaking of crossing games off, Buffalo Bills at Tennessee Titans, 38-and-a-half total here. Um, I think pretty sure this is the lowest total on the slate. Obviously, it sounds like Josh Allen's going to play. Um, is there anything really standing out to you here for Buffalo? Fading him. <laughs> like, I, I will say this. I love playing John Brown because I feel like he has those that upside of two touchdown big every, games. Every week, but I don't think this is the week. I'm going to load up on the Titans defense here. I think both defenses are in play. Yes. Like, I, I think both defenses are in play. Wait, are you saying that Marcus Mariota is not going to throw three touchdowns again? Hey, listen, um, I'm not saying anything. It's football. Anything can happen. But, like, I, I would bet against it um, if I had to put money on it. So, yeah, like, A.J. Brown had a big week last week. I'll let recency bias play him. Um, you know, he still only played 44% of the snaps last week. He had three targets. Like, good for him. Good, good game. Okay? Play him, please. The problem is, and I'm, and I hate being devil's advocate here, but – Wide receiver twos against Buffalo is absolutely a thing. They have a Tredavious White on one side. They have, you know, a can of trash on the other side. And, like, I don't want to like A.J. Brown. I wish he had done nothing last week because that would be – this would be the kind of guy I'd be like, he's going to be 1% owned, and I'm going to have 10% and hope it works out. This is a good matchup for A.J. Brown. I also hope we see some rain in the forecast. I hope it storms like crazy and the winds are a million miles an hour so I don't have to consider him because I don't want to play – I don't know. How popular can A.J. Brown actually be? I don't think he's more than 5%. Yeah, so, I think um, Sharp is supposed to be back. So, like, the, you know, he didn't play any snaps last week, or I think I'm pretty sure. Boy, Tajay um, Sharp stinks too. No, and I'm not saying he doesn't, but yeah. he's ahead of him on the depth chart. Maybe A.J. Brown earns some spot. But I think if you're playing the second wide receiver, I think it's Adam Humphreys. I think he's quickly becoming the, the number two guy on this offense. Okay. I'm not. I'm not playing Adam Humphreys. Like no, and I, I and I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Like I don't want to play Adam Humphreys, but yeah. Adam Humphreys. You know, really, is, if we look here, at hold on, this is how bad Adam Humphreys is. All right, if you click on his player card on the Roto Grinders thing, the headline, the DFS alert is Deshaun Jackson active today, and it was from December 23rd of last year. That's how bad Adam Humphreys is. <laughs> he hasn't had a freaking alert in ten and a half months. Um. Any interest in Derrick Henry if you're playing the Tennessee Titans defense? Do you, do you like that combo at all? We like to pair running backs with um, – I just – I'm not a huge Derrick Henry fan. No, and I think the Bills' run defense is a little underrated too. Like, I, I think they're a better run defense than other people do. So, I'm – like, I mean, no. No, I have no – this game's going to end up like 14-7 to 7 and just be a snoozer. Like, if, if this game shows up on red zone a lot, I'm screwed this week because I don't think I'm going to have – many shares at all yeah just to recap it we like the defenses i don't hate john brown as a large field tournament play because he's a guy that can win you a tournament um i don't hate the idea of playing derrick henry with the defense but probably not something i'm going to do a lot of chicago bears oakland raiders 40 and a half total chicago favored by five um trubitsky not going to play is what it sounds like he's doubtful at this point um chase daniel he's not terrible um 
I mean, I think that's when, the when, night, when you compare place. him to high school quarterbacks. You're right; he's not terrible. Listen, we we can talk smack about Rosen and you know <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not going to talk too much smack about Chase Daniel. He's been a good backup in the NFL for what five six years now. <laughs> I love that. Like that's your line of demarcation. Like I can talk crap about Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen, but Chase Daniel is a bridge too far. Listen, we can talk about Andy Dalton. Like like Chase Daniel's been a very serviceable backup quarterback and. I'm not playing him this week. Um, I will say, like... I like somebody a lot in this game. You like somebody a lot in this game? Yeah. Can I guess? Sure. Taylor Gabriel. No. Oh. That that, would have been my guess. I love David Montgomery. I love the price tag All right. I I can get behind that. I love the price tag on him. I like that his snap share is raising every single week. 21 carries last week. Also, Chase Daniel, a guy that is known to target running backs. Montgomery had five targets last week. David Montgomery, if you're out there playing season long, go trade for him. He's a league winner. By week eight or nine, he is going to be the workhorse back for the Chicago Bears. I love David Montgomery this week. It's going to be one of those weeks where this game is in London. Both teams flying to London. The, you know, those t- games tend to be sloppy. The tackling tends to be sloppy. And who does that benefit? It benefits the stud running back on the Chicago Bears. And you, I think he's got a high floor with the targets. I think he's going to see a ton of touches. I love David Montgomery. And if our projected ownership is right on him, let's just say I'm going to be way ahead of the field. Yeah, I don't even hate like a Tariq Cohen either. Um, same same reasoning, but like I want Mike Davis to be inactive again. Like that was the blessing in disguise Sunday morning for anybody that was watching the news and paying attention to inactives. It was a matchup against Minnesota, but we want to see that again. Like leave Mike Davis in these states. Like, yeah, here's a, here I'm gonna say though this is the problem with Tariq Cohen. Okay, is that you're using a running back spot. And those things were valuable as hell. And Tree Cohen is barely a running back at this point. All he does is see targets. That's all he does. He is not – I mean, he has had a grand total of 13 rushing attempts this season while he has had 24 targets. The dude's a wide receiver. The dude is Cordero Patterson. He's going to get a few rushes every now and then. No, he's more talented than Cordero. But I'm not paying 4.8K for him when I can pay 5.2 for Montgomery. I think Montgomery is going to – He's going to crush it this week. Um, if we get news that Gabriel sits, you know, he's dealing with the concussion. Like, Wims got a lot of targets uh, with Chase Daniels. I'm guessing they've worked together a lot in the preseason and stuff. Is this a spot that he's 3,500? He's probably going to be, like, 3% owned. Do you take some shots here in, like, the Millie Maker or something? Probably not. I Honestly, I don't see anybody in this game I like besides Montgomery. I mean, I guess you can, but what's actually the upside with Javon Wims? He's thirty five hundred. What? 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 Like, what do you need? Like one I, touchdown, and you're there. It, I mean, but what is what's there? Like, I, and I know this is a Tony and who joked with me about this on Sunday morning. If I can't see a guy getting to fifteen points, I can't play him. Yeah, like, I, I think, think he could get to fifteen points. I he, see he would have to find a touch. Like he has to find a touchdown. But like, if we look at last week. It was one week sample. Gabriel obviously didn't have like that injury happened really early. Wims had five targets. If I'm getting three catches, one of those is a touchdown. Like I think he could get the 15, but I'm with you. I like the 15 number. I think that's a really solid number. Um, any price point, but I would, you know, your argument for like Cohen 
like the argument for Wims is there as well. It's a cheap wide receiver. You know, we got to see what happens here, uh, obviously. But I think that there's a relationship with Chase Daniel and Wims too. I think they've worked together a lot, um, being backup guys. See, and I, I, I know logically that should be a thing. I don't buy into that as much as other people do, just because the dude still has to get open at the NFL level. And I'm oh, not and sure I, Javon Wims is that guy. Um, you know, and we look at the Raiders side. I'm not picking on the Bears defense right now. Are you? <laughs> I, I still think like the Bears defense is one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, like uh, I was, I was just wrong there. I thought they they were going to take a step back, and I was just dead wrong. I mean, I suppose you could play Waller the baller. Like he's 5K and going to see a million targets, so that's always interesting to me. Like honestly, what is the difference at this point between Darren Waller and Evan, and Evan Ingram? Um, this week it could be a, a massive difference because the gazelle might not play and JJ Nelson is hurt. Like, yeah. like oh, Waller cool. might get 20 targets where <laughs> yeah. like In- Ingram is just like Ingram has some pieces around him. Like if Tyrell Williams and JJ Nelson sit, like how do you not play Waller here? Yeah. And the thing is like the ownership's going to be really close. So while I said that I only had interest in one piece from this game, now that I'm looking at it, I have interest in two pieces. The matchup, obviously, not good, but dudes might get 15 targets. Like, I, I don't care who the hell they're playing. If you give me a guy with 15 targets and 5K is not a prohibitive price tag on a slate where not a lot of tight ends to fall in love with, yeah, I'm going to like Waller. And you have to also think about, like, there's a really good probability that Oakland's playing from behind in this game. So, yeah. And if they're not, Waller's probably one of the reasons why. So. Does Waller have any family in London? We can, do we have a friends and family game, maybe? Oh, I am not Alan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I like the Waller. I love the David Montgomery take. I hadn't really thought about him too much. Um, he's I love pre- he's probably my favorite tournament play on the slate, honestly. We haven't got to mine yet, so. All right. Um, it's actually coming from this next game. we got Tampa Bay at New Orleans, uh, 47 and a half total here. New Orleans favored by three in this game. Uh, what do you like here for Tampa? I like the under. <laughs> how's, how's that? We're way different on this one. I, I know because you just said I love this game or I love my favorite tournament play, and I, I mean, I guess Chris Godwin. That's that's really the only piece I'm looking at. Mike Evans, I think Eric, he's, he's the best play on the slate. Chris Godwin is. Yes. Yeah. Mike I like Evans Scott. is going to get shadowed by yeah. Lattimore. PJ Williams is the worst slot corner in football. Wait, you're not afra- you're not afraid of OJ Howard stealing targets? Am I afraid? Yes. But, like, Bobo <laughs> Wilson is the third wide receiver, Crane. Bobo Wilson. Like, play O.J. Howard. That's fine. Like, but I was like, just kidding. I, I'm out on O.J. Howard. I'm done. My- I, Chris Godwin, I know he's coming off a monster game. How many people are going to go back to the well with him still kind of banged up? Like, I, th- I think a lot, but I also think he's still in play. Like, who, if he, guys a good play, I don't care if other people are going to play. I'm not just going to not play a good play because – other people know he's a good play. Chris Godwin's a good play in this game. I think that Jameis Winston's in play again. Like, I'm not a Jameis Winston fan, but when we look at the Saints, they're allowing the most fantasy points per game to the quarterbacks, and they've absolutely crushed running backs. This is two defenses that have been strong against running backs. I think we're going to see a lot of passing in this game, and I think it's going to be Winston to Godwin. I think I, lo- I like that combo a lot, and the best thing about it, there's a bunch of different ways to run it back on New Orleans. and Oh, see, now this I don't understand. I I want, unless you're playing Kamara, I want nobody on the Saints. Like Teddy Bridgewater, I can throw the ball farther than Teddy Bridgewater can. 
Like, that's why it's perfect for Kamara and um, Jared Cook. I mean, that's fine, except for the Tampa beef defense is kind of legit. Those linebackers are legit. I want nothing to do with Jared Cook. Like, See, I'm not letting anybody talk me off Jared Cook this week, but I respect right. your opinion a ton. Like, he's just a guy that, like, the targets have been going in the right direction with Bridgewater at quarterback. He has eight this catches team, this year. I don't care. My, my earphones, yes. I unplugged them. He has fewer than 100 yards on the season. He has, ex- he has going to exactly- double everything this weekend. Perfect. Well, good. Does that mean he's going to have two red zone targets? Because he only has one <laughs> this season. Yes. <laughs> two red zone, a I touchdown. Just, I am poo-pooing all over your Jared Cook love. That's fine. Like, I – the Winston, Winston, Godwin, Cook – Kamara, if if you're watching football and that's going off, like you know, I'm I'm smiling somewhere. So, um, but I won't I won't tweet it at you because I know you hate that. Um, <laughs> I know that's your... and, and you're a rookie, like you muted your mic and you didn't unmute it because you were coughing. And no, like... sorry, I said I said I still have Jock Jams muted. Like, <laughs> like I, it was like years, like two years ago, I think you were like tweeting Jock Jams, and I faded. He went on a stretch, like let, yeah. let's be realistic. You went on a stretch where he made me like thirty or forty grand in like a seven day period, though. Yeah, so like, and I'm fading him every day, and all I see is just I've got like all this money in play, and I just see Jock Jams, and I just want to stab the dude in the face. And so I, I have I have Jock Jams, and I have hashtag Jock Jams muted, and and I only know this, right? <laughs> I only know this because. Yesterday I was at my dad's house and I was showing him, he goes, I love blocking and muting accounts. Like I, I, I guess it's just his new thing. And I go, you know, you can block and mute words, right? And he was like floored, right? And I'm like showing him. So I'm showing him all the words that I have muted and Jock Jams is definitely still muted on my Twitter. And I, I feel like I don't see a reason to change that. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually didn't use it a lot this year, even though he had an awesome season. So. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Patriots and Redskins, 42 and a half total. New England's favored by 15 in this game. Um, I think the biggest the biggest question mark of the weekend for me in, in general is like we have a four point four touchdown total for New England. Ben Watson's coming off of you know his suspension. They haven't been using their tight end. Like, are they going to like is Tom Brady going to instantly get Ben Watson involved here? Is the biggest question mark for me. You could have given me 15 guesses on where you were heading with that. You said they have a four <laughs> touchdowns. The total. And I'm like, all right, we're about to talk Josh Gordon. Might talk a little Sony Michelle. And you go just right to the bottom of the barrel with Ben Watson. You don't yeah, want to talk about – cheap plays. You know that. You don't want to talk about Steven Guskowski going on the, the IR. Like, no. He's done. I want to no. talk about Ben Watson at 3,700 on a week where on the main slate on other sites, we don't have Kelsey. All right. Well, now I'm taking my headphones off. I, I, get, no, what you're... I, I get it. Like, we yeah. don't know what's going to happen here with Ben Watson, right? Like, it's as easy as that. But, like, if I'm a Brady he's going to be active. If they a Brady-Ben Watson combo wins the Millie Maker, like, I might just quit. Like, if that's the winner, <laughs> it might just might be time for me to hang it up. Oh, I was crushed best balls this week. I have like 60% Ben Watson and best balls. I hate talking best balls. That's how much OJ Howard I have. So let's just stop talking best balls. Oh, that's, that's things. But like, <laughs> don't like worry. The Patriots. Don't worry. I have like 40% Hunter Henry on my other team. So things are really looking. <laughs> so Eric, when we're looking at this game as a whole here, like Washington's terrible. Their defense is terrible. 
how do we even think about attacking them? Because it, honestly, New England has not been able to run the ball successfully all, all this season. Yeah, Sonny Michelle's just like – he's a jag, man. He's just a guy. Like, it's – I don't know. I hate these Patriot games. I hate them. I wish Me they too. were on the late slate. Like, you know, maybe it'll be Michelle, maybe it'll be White. The thing is, though, what we've been saying is that nobody's really crushing it. We had Burkhead a couple weeks ago, but that was after – uh, James White had been ruled out. Like, they're all healthy. I mean, I, Josh Gordon, I think, is my favorite play. I think you can absolutely play Philip Dorsett, though I wish he was cheaper. Um, but Josh Gordon, he's going to see a lot of Josh Norman on the outside, and that's obviously a matchup he can win. You know, Noodle Arm Brady, I'm not sure he can throw it that far to Josh Gordon, but, hey, maybe it works out. You know, maybe – I don't know. Something stupid always happens with the Patriots. Is James Devlin in the lineup? Is, no, it was Bolden last week. He had he was on the field for five snaps Bolden. and scored a touchdown. Remember, yeah, of like course. this whole thing is just dumb. Like, like I'm, I'm sorry. I, if Burkhead continues to be banged up with White, I think White is a really good wide receiver for five k. Like he's going to get plenty of targets. I, I think he's better play over there on fantasy draft where you can use him more as like a flex play. You know, his price range. I feel like he's better than some of the wide receivers in that price range. So like if I'm using him as a flex play, um, I, I think he's very much in play there. So I don't hate James white. I I'm going to have exposure to Ben Watson. I hope I'm ahead of the field on this and I hope I'm just, oh, I bet you guessing. will be ahead of the field. Don't worry. Listen, I'm hoping I'm just guessing, right. Okay. Like we don't know what's going to happen with the Patriots, but like if Ben Watson scores a touchdown, too. like every week we're just like, yeah, we're hoping we're guessing. Right. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's that's because Bill Belichick is that good. I, and I hate as a Dolphins fan, it pains me to say that, but like we have to respect the talent of Bill Belichick. Um, Washington, again, I have not talked to you much. Your McClellan call week one, kudos to you, patting you on the back. Um, that was an amazing call. He's been great when he's been healthy. We don't even know who's going to start at quarterback this week. Just, and, just, just here, I'm going to make this real easy. Don't play, play the Pats else. defense. Should, yeah, play the <laughs> Pats defense. That should be your all. The only exposure to the Washington Redskins should be playing the Pats defense. Like, there is just no reason. Terry McLaurin is going to be shadowed by Stephon Gilmore. Like, if he plays. If not, Stephon Gilmore. Like, honest question. Stephon Gilmore, one of the best corners in football. If he had to shadow Paul Richardson with one hand tied behind his back. He'd win. I, that's, what I, that's how I feel, too. Like, he still may get an interception somehow. Like, it's just – there's no reason. Did you see Jay Gruden's interview earlier today where they asked him what his plan was at quarterback? Did you hear what he said? No. He said, I don't have a plan. <laughs> Jay Gruden Keenum's wants in a walking boot and McCoy played some at practice today. No, McCoy. Yeah, no. It's going to be McCoy or uh, Dwayne Haskins. So, uh, yeah. go Patriots it's Haskins, defense. I might play the Patriots defense on every lineup. You, or Colt McCoy. They both suck. Like Colt McCoy, he's still living off what he did at Texas and saving that one dude from drowning. Like that's all Colt McCoy has ever been good for. It's so sure, sure as hell hasn't been as a pro football player. So anything whatsoever on Washington? No, no. I'm I. The fact that they're going to have a combined five percent ownership probably really makes me appreciate people paying you know like a third of the rake. Unless you're paying on fantasy draft where you're not paying any rake. Oh, man, I am such a sucker for Chris Thompson. I can't lie. Like, no, and I, I, I'm not – I'm probably not even going to play him in this spot. Like, that's how much I like the Patriots in this game. And- it's weird. Like, Chris Thompson, is there anybody that has more guys after not doing anything? Like, it used to be Michael Gallup, and then he went off in week one. Now it's Chris Thompson where, like, everybody 
Like he's everybody's guy. Have you noticed that? Every freaking show I do, people are like, man, yeah, I like Kristoff's. I like what that guy can do. And he's never eclipsed 15. He hasn't eclipsed 15 points yet this year. Um, but to whole, play devil's advocate, like he's scored double digits every week and he's yet to score touchdowns. So like, all right, if, that's fine. I, I'm not playing Chris Thompson. Like it's no. And like I said, like, this is a, this is a week. I, I think there's plenty of different plays this week and I probably won't end up playing him. But if I was going to play anybody from Washington outside of maybe the kicker, cause you can't play kickers anymore. Um, Thompson would probably be the guy that I'd play just knowing that, yeah. The Patriots are going to be up by three touchdowns by halftime in this game. So. Time to get ready for that uh, Vernon Davis 80-yard touchdown. He's banged up, too. He might not play. Like, it might oh. be sprinkle. Jeremy sprinkle season. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Arizona Cardinals, Cincinnati Bengals, 47-and-a-half total here. Cincinnati is favored by three-and-a-half. Um, quite possibly, easily the, the chalkiest game on the slate, in my opinion. Um, a lot of people talking about this game. It's not sneaky. If you say it's sneaky, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> Arizona Cardinals side. David Johnson's an excellent play. Let's just start yes. right there. Like, there's no reason to get into, oh, he's going to be low-owned. He's, he's a sneaky play. He's a phenomenal play, but he's going to be one of the most popular plays on the slate. Cincinnati, just – we watched it. We just witnessed how bad this run defense is. And, like, DJ is involved in every aspect of this offense. Like, he's he's a great play. He's a cash game play. He's everything. He, he's your guy this week, in my opinion. Yeah, plus no Christian Kirk for Arizona this week. Um, no, the, of course DJ's a great play. Like, it's – there. there's nothing more to say. Like, he's just a really good play. I think the interesting part on Arizona is what do we do with these other pieces? Because we have – no clue who's going to play opposite Larry Fitzgerald. They're going to run three wide. We have no clue. Is it going to be Keyshawn Johnson? I kind of think that's who it's going to be, but can you play him? I don't know. Trent Sherfield. They do. They hate Andy Isabella. Like this is how much they hated Andy Isabella. He was listed as Kirk's backup. And then as soon as Kirk got hurt, they wouldn't sign Pharaoh Cooper. And they said that Pharaoh Cooper's going to start. Like they hate Andy Isabella. And like, if you're a basketball Andy Isabella owner, I'm sorry because you're, pretty screwed at this point but it feels like this is one of those spots where with the chief guys like Keyshawn Johnson Trent Shurfield even I'm going to have a hair of Isabella too but I feel like you just kind of have to throw some darts but you're just guessing I think one of them might get there especially in PPR one of these guys you're going to see 12 or 13 targets it happens every week to like three of these guys I but I'd be lying to you if I said I knew who it was my money's on Keyshawn Johnson but I say that with almost no confidence yeah, like, this is one of my favorite game stacks because, like, you could play Murray, you can play DJ, and you could play whether it be Fitz, Keyshawn, Sherfield, Isabella. Like, you could play three pieces from this game, and, like, they're not, they're not like, overly expensive to get a game stack going here. And then, like, you go to the Cincy side of things, and, like, Auden Tate is everybody's value play this week. Again, he's not sneaky. Like, he's what, going to be very popular. The, and what's the upside on Auden Tate? I think the upside on Auden Tate is higher than a lot of the guys in this price range. You, you um, know he is as fast as you and I are, right? Yeah, but he's big, dude. Like, he's a guy that is really interesting on, like, a FanDuel. Like, if, if, if Cincinnati is able to move the ball at all because they're terrible, he's a guy that's very dangerous in the red zone. Um, and so is Eifert. So, like, if you don't want to play tight Tate, you could play Eifert. Um, you look like, at it. I like Joe Mixon. I like Mixon too. Like, it's Mixon's a guy that's going to be involved in every aspect of this game as well. He's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. 
they're going to run the ball if they're down in the fourth quarter by f- 15 points or whatever, because obviously that's what they like to do. Um, how popular do you think Eifert's going to be? Everybody knows Arizona stinks against tight ends. Yeah, but people also know that Eifert stinks. Um, this is honestly like I like Eifert this week. And Arizona against tight ends, it might not be a real thing. It might be one of those variance things. But when your wide receivers are Tyler Boyd and then a bunch of dudes who should be playing in the AAF, like you have to have some interest in Tyler Eifert. He's running passing routes on 75% of his snaps. Like he's not being in there to block. He's only playing like 45% of snaps. But Eifert's just one of those guys that if they get down there and they're throwing, it's going to be Eifert. And like I don't want to like Eifert, but it's really difficult not to. And the reason that we play a lot of players against Arizona is they just play so fast. So you get so many offensive plays on the other side of the, the ball too. So yeah, I'm, I mean, Tyler, I'm all, I'm all, all about playing Cincinnati this week. Yeah. I'm yeah, of course it's, they're perfectly fine. I can't argue against it. Um, but I'm, all, I'm not playing on and Tate, man. Like I'm not playing Alex Erickson. Like I'm mixing Boyd Eifert. That is the, that's the tree for me. And I don't think I need to run it back with anybody in Arizona because Outside of David Johnson, I don't feel good about anybody in Arizona. Maybe we're supposed to play Fitz. You know, we talked about – you know, We, we should here, play Fitz. Yeah, that, I mean, look, we sat here and we discussed, oh, David Johnson's a great play. Which w- other wide receiver should we play? Oh, now let's move on to Cincinnati. We talked about Auden Tate and Tyler Eifert and Trent Sherfield and barely talked about Larry Fitzgerald. And I'm seeing Larry Fitzgerald project at 24% ownership, and maybe that's what happens. But – I think it's awfully easy to gloss over him in a spot where when he's surrounded by a ton of question marks, he is the sure thing on this team. Yeah. Like uh, obviously like Kirk has more target share than him on the season. So like Kirk being out, where's it going to go? It's going to go to DJ Fitz and whoever the end up wide receiver being, I love Fitz. Um, I guess we did kind of glance over it. Yeah, yeah, He's he's only 6k too. Like he's a cash game play. If you can play DJ and Fitz and Cash, I'm probably going to end up doing yeah. that. Um, all right, moving on. We got the Jets at Philly. Uh, we don't know who's playing quarterback right now yet for the Jets. It's going to be Falk or Sam Darnold. Um, Sam Darnold, uh, 44 total. Philly's big-time favorite in this game. Um, is there anything on the Jets that you like here? I think Robbie Anderson's interesting. You know, I, I always like to play receivers against the Eagles, and I think Robbie Anderson obviously fits that mold. Um, he's cheap enough at 4.5K. You know, I mentioned that, you know, these guys like Auden Tate, there's just no upside. Obviously, there is a lot of upside with somebody like Robbie Anderson. I think he's interesting here. Do I love him? No. Do I think this could end up being a 31 to nothing blowout? Absolutely. But here, what what do you think about this narrative, right? Sam Darnold comes back, but maybe he says, I'm still not feeling great. Maybe the Eagles defense don't want to touch him because they don't want to get sick too. So oh, Sam Darnold has a big game. Yep. Huh? Huh? Uh, I will say this. If Sam, <laughs> if Sam Darnold plays, I like Crowder as well. Um, they, they had a, um, a, a bro ship. Like I'm surprised Crowder didn't have mono as well. Um, <laughs> he, he, he targeted him seven. We know how much. Sam Darno likes to slot. He had 17 targets in week one. And like, we haven't really talked about him since then, but like if, if Sam Darno Darnold plays, I think Crowder is very much in play. I like the Robbie Anderson call. Philly's allowing the most fantasy points to wide receivers. They, every, they every year. cover anybody right now. It's unbelievable that people are just now getting around to it because like, this is a spot I've been attacking for two and a half years. 
And it seems that this season people are finally starting to realize that, hey, wait, the Philly secondary is awful. And, like, I, 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 I'm disappointed that people have come around because I was really enjoying that edge. But, uh, hey, it's 2019. Edges are smaller. <laughs> but the problem is with – now, you go on the other side. Who the you-know-what do we play on Philly? Like, these – you know, it's, I don't play – when there are three running backs, that means there are zero that are viable. Jordan Howard had the big game last week. Miles Sanders – I know Jordan Howard had three touchdowns last week. Miles Sanders looked like the best running back on the field. And I don't even think it looked close. I don't know if they use this to get him more involved, but I'm, I'm definitely not playing Jordan Howard. Definitely not. I like, I like these running backs. I like both of them. I like Sanders and Howard on a Yahoo and FanDuel. Half-point PPR, touchdown dependent. I don't want to play these guys where, like, if just for instance, like Jordan Howard, 5,100. I will take Phillip Lindsay 10 out of 10 times. We haven't got to him yet. I love Phillip Lindsay. We're going to talk about him in the next game. I'm going to take the pass catching back that's still getting the rushes over the guy that's just going to get carries. And I, I don't think Jordan Howard's a bad play. I think he's going to get work here. But play them on FanDuel and Yahoo. Play them on touchdown dependent sites. I like Sanders more. I'm with you. Um, I think he was much better. I had a ton of Jordan Howard on the showdown slate last week. So oh wow, that nice. was, yeah. So when, when I when I, uh, when I saw how he did, I was glad I did. I skipped the showdown slate because I always like. I don't think I played Jordan Howard in like three years. So I was really glad I decided not to play the showdown. So he, was, he was um, Grant Genie for, uh, he was our, like our showdown special play of the week. Like, okay. It was just one of those. It was this thing that just kind of, if you're going to play somebody who's really cheap. So, but again, I like Sanders. I agree with you. Sanders looked way better. I never hate playing Alshon Jeffrey on touchdown dependent sites. Um, but this just doesn't seem like the best week to, go super heavy on Philly. I think that they're just more of like Fandle place. Like I want touchdowns or it's all these guys. Like I, I want the touchdowns here. I like Alshon this week. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I don't it's really, a good spot. DJ's not going to play. I don't really understand why he's going to be low owned either. I mean, this is a team with a four touchdown total and nobody except for Ertz is going to be more than 4%. That's what I'm saying. And even Carson Wentz at 8%. I'm I'm not really a Wentz guy, but I could absolutely see myself playing Wentz and Alshon together here. No, I love it because, like, where you attack the Jets is the outside. Like, um, Brian Poole is one of the best slot corners in football, so you don't want to play like Nelson Aguilar here. Like, this is a really bad spot for him. So, like, playing a Jeffrey or playing, like, a Mac Hollins – as tournament flyers, like those would be where I would attack Philly if you're not playing like the running back game. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I don't usually play the Seagulls offense either. You know, I kind of usually ignore it because there are usually a lot of mouths to feed, but no D jacks. I, I could easily see a wins to Alshon Jeffrey, just going off for 60 combined points. That wouldn't shock me again on DraftKings or Fandle. We don't have, um kelsey so like Ertz is a high-end tight end like i i like the high-end tight ends especially when i have wide receiver value like we do this week so all right um all right moving on to the four o'clock games uh denver at la taking on the chargers here 44 and a half total chargers favored by six and a half in this game um i kind of already said it like you know on the denver side i really like philip Lindsay. like he's a guy that seems like he's underpriced still um and He's a guy that is, you know, we talk about running backs with wide receiver potential. Like, there's not a reason not to like Philip Lindsay when he's underpriced. Yeah, you know, I, I, th- I feel like I've missed the boat on Lindsay. 
And, you know, he is the definition of a tournament play. Look at his game logs this year. Oh, yeah. 8, 8, 27, 6. Like, you're never going to feel good about Philip Lindsay. But, again, this is just one of those guys that, you know, maybe not every week you need exposure to, but they should be playing from behind here. He's the pass-catching running back in this offense. I, I have no – I'm not going to argue with you on Philip Lindsay. Well, and you got to remember, like, this uh, – the DVOA, again, very early in the season. But even if we look back to last year, the Chargers have really struggled with pass-catching backs. And Royce Freeman has been a guy that has been very heavily involved in the passing game as well. Like, I think both these running backs have merit and an upside. Like, you're going to need some catches. But I, I – where do you, where do you attack the passing game here? Like I, I think that Joe Flacco is not obviously great. We know Casey Hayward is probably going to shadow Cortland Sutton, um, maybe like Manny Sanders, but like I don't I don't think I'm not playing any of these guys. I'm not I'm I I'm not even going to pretend that I'm considering these guys. I'm just not going to do it. No, and I, I feel like that's a, a good way to approach it. Um, I like Cortland Sutton in general. I think he's really talented. But this is not the spot. Casey Hayward's really, really good. Yes, um, I agree. Now, the Chargers side is interesting. It is because Mike Williams is banged up. He's he's very questionable still. Inman is out for the season. Benjamin is banged up. So, Keenan Allen, 40% target share, very, very likely. Um, Jackson's doubtful. He's likely not going to play with the calf injury. They want to work Melvin Gordon in this week, but I still feel like I, I honestly, I think it's going to be like a 65-35 share to Eckler still. And I think if it gets more, it's still Eckler that's getting the work. It would be great if these guys were cheap. But at 6.7K and 7K, I don't think – I'm never paying that price tag for a guy in a timeshare. And even if it's 65% of snaps, like I'm not – I'm supposed to like somebody on the Chargers, and I guess Keenan Allen's fine, but like I – I see a team here with a high team total, and I'm just – I'm not that excited to play any of them. I'm really not, especially with the wide – you know, I mean, maybe if somehow Mike Williams misses and Travis Benjamin starts, that would be a 3K crapper that I would consider just because he's got that big play upside. But, I mean, by and large, like, I just don't – I don't like this as much as I'm probably supposed to. And, like, I, I agree with you. Like, it's – I'm struggling to find where I should be liking this game. Like, mm-hmm. I hate games like that too. You know, like yeah. you're like, I'm supposed to like this spot. I just don't like it. It always feels wrong. You know what I mean? And I guess like we kind of buried the lead. Keenan Allen is a phenomenal play every week. Yes. Like, like that, that's, there's no timeshare in wide receiver when, when everybody's hurt and like, he's just, he's a stud. So I just don't want to make sure – like, he has a 33% target share. I don't know if that's the highest, but I know it's up there. Um, so, obviously, that's a that's a really good one. Let's move on, though, to a game that I feel like a lot of people are going to be talking about this week, yeah. Green Bay at Dallas. Obviously, it sets up as a, a really solid game. We only have two 4 o'clock games um, this week. You know, why Aaron Rodgers here. Um, why do they hate Red Zone? There's no way we should have more like for, like. There's no way this should be the case. You don't even have to watch Red Zone for the four o'clock like, games. You can't you can't put the London game on at four o'clock. Like you <laughs> you know I mean hell they're not coming to the game anyways. You can't put Washington on at four o'clock. Nobody's going to that game. They don't care what that game is. <laughs> you can't put like, the Saints know, game. Like move that game to four o'clock. Yeah, they're all drunk until five a.m. Anyways, they're not showing up for the one p.m. game. That's right. Um. So. Yeah. 
doesn't sound like Devonte Adams is going to play. Scantling is going to be very, very popular for good reason. No reason not to play him here. Um, he's cheap. He's in a good spot, but I think this is a spot that like the running game is going to kind of go overlooked. We could potentially see like Jimmy Graham go overlooked. He's coming off of a nine target game. He was very targeted once Adams got hurt. He doesn't um, look as robotic as he used to. He just, he's just not Jimmy Graham from the saints days. And like, we're just no, but he it. doesn't look like he's carrying around a sandbag anymore. Hey, he wants, I think he wants to play. Like, I think this whole team, like, I think the new coaching staff and like I think like everybody, you look at the Packers, they just they're a scary team this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you like here for Green Bay? This is another spot where I feel like I'm supposed to like more. You know, obviously MVS, he's gonna get a ton of targets. He's got big play upside. I like him. Um Allison is fine. You know, he's just kind of a guy. I'm never excited to roster Geronimo Allison, but I guess he's okay. This is the game where I I don't know. I like the Zeke side, of course, and I love somebody else on the Cowboys, but I'm just, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to like the screen base side more than I do. Well, if Williams ends up not playing with the concussion, like Jones is not going to come off the field. So like he's, that's true. He's a guy that you have to kind of consider, you know, Adam's targets are going somewhere. I I feel like this is a week that like, Jimmy Graham could really have a monster week. Yeah. It it wouldn't shock me at all. And I think that's a really sharp call. Like, it would not shock me whatsoever if Jimmy Graham saw, had another 7-10 to target game. Yeah, but, like, I, I think Scantling is the chalk. I don't think he's a bad play. And like you said with Allison, like, you never feel great at play, about playing Geronimo Allison. But And, like, the matchup on paper is not even great. Like, yeah. the Dallas slot corner is good. Like, I'm going to have exposure to him just because it's Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball and, like, Aaron Rodgers is that good. But, you know, and on the Dallas side, you already kind of mentioned Zeke. Um, I will say, like, I think the, the Green Bay defense has been really, really good this year. They've definitely improved, but they've been really bad against the run. So, yeah, you know, it was uh, just to, you know, kind of, I said this earlier, but when I was doing my show with Reeves tonight, he made a really good point where they basically come out and said, go ahead and run on us. You're not going to throw the ball on us. So go ahead and run on us. And um, that means Zeke is a really great play. Like, it's, it's going to be really tough, I think, to win without one of those top running backs because Zeke, Dalvin, and uh, David Johnson are all just phenomenal spots. McCaffrey, too. I forgot about Chris McCaffrey. He's, McCaffrey doesn't matter. He's matchup proof. But, yeah. like, is this a spot that Dak is interesting just because we might no. see him run the ball more? No. No? No No, no Dak? Not, no, no Dak. I'm not going to go. And, you know, I, I think Michael Gallup is interesting, but it's – just as a tournament dart, it's and it's kind of like he's way too expensive. So why should you play him? But he's got that upside. And nobody's going to play him. So why not play him? Um, it just as you know, he's a tournament dart. But I'm not Dak. Like I don't. I can't pay six K for Dak when I think that you know Atlanta Houston game is going to be a shootout and Matt Ryan is cheaper. I can't pay six K for Dak when who's the other guy? There's somebody else. When like I can pay sixty one hundred for Carson Wentz. Like, I just – this is a Zeke game. Like, this is just a freaking Ezekiel Elliott game. I don't know if you watched um, the Saints game with Dallas. I, I was crying. Like, Dak missed Randall Cobb on that open touchdown, and I had so much exposure to Randall Cobb last week. Like, that was the most heartbreaking miss throw so far this season. But Randall Cobb going up against his old team, if you like narratives. Um, I, don't, I don't like all narratives. No. So <laughs> – 
I will say that he's always kind of interesting just because he's a slot corner. I'm a sucker for slot corners too on PPR sites, but there's probably a good chance that I don't play Cobb a ton here. But I will say Jazir Alexander is a really good corner, and he's likely going to shadow Cooper. Yeah, Jair Alexander is a top five cornerback in this league, and if you've watched him play, you can look at the numbers all you want. If you've watched him play, you know that. Amari Cooper, one of the most cornerback-sensitive wide receivers out there. The last time I said that, he went up against Xavier Howard and absolutely torched him. The problem is everybody on the Dolphins has quit, so I'm not even going to worry about that. Jair Alexander is going to shadow Amari Cooper here, and I have no interest whatsoever in Amari Cooper. CSU, if you're listening, I'm sorry. All right, uh, to finish it off here, we'll talk about the Monday Night Football game on the podcast on Friday. Let's finish it up here with the Colts and the Chiefs. This game is on the Fantasy Draft main slate and on the Yahoo main slate, if I remember correctly. Uh, Obviously, if you're playing on Fantasy Draft and you're playing on Yahoo – don't fade this game because you can't play it on FanDuel and DraftKings because it has a 57 total. It's the only I, game with it. total by a mile. Yeah. And, and like the fireworks here, um, the Colts side of things, we, I really want T.Y. Hilton to play this game. Um, I think to. that people are going to be afraid to play T.Y. after missing last week's game and the injuries. Maybe they're not, but – it's not I, like T.Y. Hilton's cheap. He's kind of expensive on fantasy draft. Please play. Get that quad healthy and play here, please. Here's the problem. The coach came out and said today that it was kind of – he was really iffy, and then he also said that the fact that they have a week six bye does factor into his decision. <laughs> and when I heard that, I was like, well, crap. I don't think we're going to get any T.Y. Hilton. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, I get to play Jack Doyle or Eric Ebron because <laughs> – Chester Rogers, Pascal, Kane, Campbell, they all got a ton of targets. Like they're facing they're facing the Chiefs. Their Marlon Mack is banged up. TY Hilton is banged up. Brissett's been decent. I'll play any of these pass catchers on fantasy draft because they're all under 10K if Hilton doesn't play. Yeah, I mean Paris Campbell's got the most upside, but I mean I I would really struggle to feel good about playing any of these guys. And that's the one of the problems too. Fantasy draft, of course, no late swap. And you're you're probably not going to have news on this by you know by the end by game time. So on fantasy draft, I think Ty Hilton, honestly, like I like him and all. I don't think it's a risk worth taking. If he was cheaper, like if on fantasy draft he was 10k as opposed to 12.9, I think he would be a risk worth taking. But at this price tag, there are just other guys you can play. I mean, you can play Juju for cheaper. You can play – hold on, I'm just kind of – I'm just scrolling through these guys really quickly. But there are a number of guys you can Michael play. Thomas is cheaper. Yeah, like um, yeah, you can't play T.Y. Hilton and risk taking a zero for that price tag. Can't yeah, do it. Fitz, Jeffrey, a bunch of guys that we talked yeah, about are cheaper. Yeah, there's just no way. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, and I wanted T.Y. Hilton to play too. No, like if he's – if we get news he's going to play, I will have shares. If, if it's yeah, questionable, course. yeah, like – um, the Chiefs, who do you not play? Like, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, I probably won't play any of the running backs. Yeah, hey, I'm with you on that. Like Damian Williams, is, I think he returned back to yeah, practice. Yeah, Damian Williams practiced today. Again, we're recording this on Wednesday. So, they're back to a three-headed monster. And when there are three guys, you can play zero of them. So, I'm fading them. Of course, you play Sammy Watkins. You know, this is probably going to be the last week where you can play Miko Hardman and or Demarcus Robinson, Tyreek Hill. I think he's coming back next week. Um, yeah, of course you can play Watkins. Like I'm good. I guess I'm just gonna keep lighting money on fire with Sammy Watkins. 
He was my highest owned wide receiver week one, which I felt great about. He's also been my highest owned receiver weeks two, three, and four. That has not been. <laughs> so, you know, like I'm just at this point, why the hell not? Like, let's just keep firing Sammy Watkins. And, you know, the, one of the problems is, though, this Colts defense is designed to limit the big play. And obviously, when that's what a defense is designed to do, not great for Sammy Watkins, Nicole Hardman, or whatever. Now, these guys have world-class speed. I'm not that concerned about it. But Travis Kelsey's the play here. On yep. fantasy draft, Travis Kelsey is by a mile the best tight end play. Again, the Colts like to keep things underneath. They don't want to get burned deep. Kelsey's going to be open enough to where I have no problems with there. If I was playing on fantasy draft, and this price tag at 12-1 is cheap. That is cheap for Travis Kelsey. Like, I don't know if I would lock button him, but no joke, I would probably go about 70 to 80% of Kelsey on fantasy draft. Yeah, and like you, you everything that I was going to say, you said, um, so I don't really have to get into it much. Hey, I'm, allowing, I'm here for you, buddy. <laughs> they're allowing the third most fantasy points to tight ends because of the design of the defense. Uh, 20th, mo- 20th most to like wide receivers. So they, they've limited the damage to wide receivers a lot this season. Um, using the DraftKings main slate, we're going to play the morning grind game and then we're going to get out of here. Um, give me a running back for over 100 rushing yards, eliminating the top five guys. So, all right, those guys you, I think guys. you know where I'm going, but I'm going right to David Montgomery here. I kind of figured that. Um, I like that one. Um, I really, I can eliminate decide. the top 10 and I can do it. I think David Montgomery's pro- – hold on. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. David Montgomery is running back 18. He's priced at running back 18 on this slate. So you've got to eliminate the top 15 guys. Sorry. Yeah, I probably could actually do that with Lindsay, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take Mark Ingram. I like the spot for Ingram. Okay. I like the spot for Fournette, too, and they're both right there. Um, give me a wide receiver for over 100, ru- or 100 receiving yards, not the top five guys. Not All right. See, I wasn't sure. You said it before the show, and I wasn't sure exactly how it went. Let me see. One, two, three, four. Oh, are we counting Devontae Adams in the top nope. five? Damn it. Can't, can't count an injured guy. All right. So that means that Chris Godwin is not in play. No, we can't take Godwin. I, all right. He would have been my guy. I wouldn't have let yeah. you go first. You know, <laughs> I'll go with Tyler Boyd here. I think he gets a ton of targets. Um you know, 6,500 is a fair price tag for him, you know, with no, you know, no anybody there right now. I mean, it's just Tyler and John Ross is on the IR. It's Tyler Boyd. That's how they're going to move the football. In Arizona, you can beat them, well, pretty much anywhere without Patrick Peterson. So Boyd is the guy for me. The only other guy I considered here, by the way, actually two other guys, I considered Fitz and I considered Josh Gordon. Well, Fitz is my guy. So okay. I'm glad you considered him. He's the guy that I was going to pick. So I'm going to take him for over 100. Really, really think he's a cash game play at his price. Um, knocking off the top five tight ends. Um, give me a tight end touchdown. Going to Tyler Eifert, baby. All right. I'm glad you didn't take my guy. I would have I know. You, can, you can have uh, Jimmy Graham. Yep, that's who I'm taking. I know. I, I know. <laughs> the listening. love for Jimmy Graham is already starting, and the, the I hate myself um, already is going to start as well. Well, I wasn't sure if it was going to be Jimmy Graham or Ben Watson. I thought you might go to Ben Watson. <laughs> Listen, I hope Ben Watson scores a touchdown this week because I'll be very happy. Um, <laughs> give me a guy under 5K in the flex uh, to score over 20 DraftKings points. All right. I, I have two guys here, but my official answer is Calvin Ridley. Um, if it's not Julio, it sure as hell is going to be Ridley. The other one that I was considering was Will Thrill Fuller. 
but much like Sammy Watkins, I'm sick of lighting money on fire with the guy. So I'm just going to go with Ridley. Man, Fuller, I don't even want to say it. Like, he was so close to having a monster game again. Like, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Philip Lindsay. Uh, again, yeah. like, he's the ultimate tournament play um, when it comes to just boomer bust. I think that – I think it's going to be Lindsay or Freeman that have a 20-point game. One of the oh. running backs from this game has a 20-point game. So. All right. Um. All right, finish it off with a quarterback to throw for 300 yards. It's not the top five guys. I have two guys here that I'm considering. Wait, here, who do you want? I'm, I'm going to let you go first. All I'm going to say – I'll let you go first. It's fine. All I'm going to say is Aaron Rodgers is underpriced this week. <laughs> I wonder who Stevie's going to take. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Matt Ryan here. You know, I mentioned that I like that whole game a lot. Uh, Matt Ryan's the guy I'm going to go with. The other guy – Andy Dalton, and honestly, I don't want to put any sort of reputation or juju out there for Andy Dalton, so I'm just going to stick with Matt Ryan, even though I think he's washed. Go figure. So I had three guys. It was Wentz, Rodgers, and Ryan. Okay. Um, I'll take Rodgers because never should Rodgers be the, what, seventh quarterback on a slate without Patrick Mahomes on a slate because he's that good. So I'll take Rodgers. And um, right. I like the Matt Ryan call. He's He was one of the other guys, like – I'm going to be overweight on Aaron Rodgers. I did not realize he was this cheap. So, here we go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Give me just... Graham-Aaron Rodgers combos, Crane. Here it comes. Oh, boy. Hey, you can get those for really cheap, buddy. Yeah, so. You're only going to be able to afford cheap stuff afterwards, but you can get that combo for really cheap. So, what you're saying is I'm going to – I usually order Chipotle on Sundays. Um, <laughs> so, it's McDonald's Day. Do you have – like, what's your normal Sunday routine? Like, you like the game start, then you go grab food? That's what I do. No, so my my Sunday routine is it, it's a carryover because my my Sunday routine starts Saturday night doing NASCAR content, building mm-hmm. NASCAR teams, continuing to build football teams, and probably getting like a one to two hour nap usually, and then ordering Chipotle at eleven thirty right before All the right. game start as inactives come out. So yeah. See, my my normal is I wake up. You know, I'm in Central Time, so I wake up at seven, which is eight o'clock your time, and I work straight through at noon. And then as soon as the game starts, I run and get some Quiznos. And then I come back and watch the games. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. Chipotle delivers to my house, and it's oh, what five minutes, so it's always what hot. It's always, it's always hot, so, like, Chipotle on Sundays. So I understand. I, I don't blame you there. They're delivering, man. That's, that's good stuff right there. That Grubhub's no joke. No, it's like it's, I think it's DoorDash, but anyway. We're going to get out of here. Hope everyone enjoyed the breakdown. I appreciate you jumping on. It's been a long time since we worked together. Um, really hoping, no offense to you, that we'll have Will back next week. Um, I, I can't wait for Will to be back. So yeah. I'm hoping that we'll get him back next week. If not, we'll, we'll, we'll get another rotating guy. And I think Crane did a great job. You can catch him all the time on XM. He gets the morning wood show on Sunday. If you're, if you're, if you're waking up and building lineups, just play it in the background, uh, you know, Comedy alone for when Big T <laughs> and Ukraine and Hooper together is worth listening to. So <laughs> we're going to get out of here. Hope everyone enjoyed. We'll be back tomorrow. If you have football questions, we'll answer football questions. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk the Monday night football game. We'll see you guys on Friday.